as you all know, there's four sets that a person needs to control. And just a reminder, they are your mental, your emotional, your spiritual and your physical. Now, so far, my podcasts have been covering about how I've been working on mental, spiritual and emotional. But I've not really said about how I'm working on physical. Well, (laughs) recently I just did a bit of exercise, proper exercise, first time in quite a while. Wow, that's pretty embarrassing to say. (laughs) Yeah, that's really embarrassing to say. I didn't like the fact that I was just sat there doing nothing. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do something. I did about half an hour of it. I made myself sweat quite a bit. And I was happy about it. Doing exercise really boosts your serotonin levels. Serotonin is basically known as the happy hormone, in case you didn't know. It's like a chemical in your brain that makes you feel happy, I guess. In the grand scheme of things, that's a really big oversimplification. But that's what it basically does. So, yeah, that made my entire day. That had me quite a bit more motivated. So, you know, controlling those four sets... That's a really big aspect of life that's really important to living a nice, long, healthy, content life. It really is. So what I want to talk about today is control. It's about how you can control yourself, how you can regulate yourself, and how to make yourself feel happy in general. How to reach fulfilment. I don't think I've reached fulfillment I would say that I'm feeling content with how things are going the way I look at it I don't look at it as if there's going to be an end goal that's going to make me content I want the process of it to make me feel content I want to stress though that content doesn't mean you have to enjoy every single thing that you do content means overall enjoying it if you do enjoy every single thing that you do that's amazing i wish i could do that and but i think that's a really really rare thing to achieve i think we need to dislike a few things so that we can appreciate the things in life more that we do enjoy well that's getting off topic again control let's get back to it so what do i mean by control i say in my other episodes that i'm a control freak but i don't control other people Now that's a big thing I want to make clear, a really big distinction. I'm not talking about controlling other people today. I'm talking about controlling yourself. Controlling other people is a bit of a prick thing to do. It's a bit of a dick move. So no, don't do that. So by controlling yourself, self-control, that's the correct term. What does that give you? That gives you respect. That makes you feel content in life. That makes you happier in general. It also allows you to react to negative things in life in a nice way. In a way where it won't affect you as much. And it can also stop you, it can also prevent you from making the choices in life that usually lead to negative negativity. So how did I get about speaking about this topic? Well, I've been reading this amazing book and I've been reading this same book for months. Oh shit, it's almost been a year since I've been reading this. It's probably been a year for how long I've been reading it. 
and it's not even that long of a book. Let me just see how long it is. It's only about um, 180 pages, 170 pages, 180 pages. Not that long. I've just been procrastinating quite a bit. But now, so far, how much I've been reading it, it's already my favourite book. And I'm only like halfway through it. It's called The Art of War by Sun Tzu. And it's classed as probably the best leadership book of all time. Now, leadership can mean a number of things, but today we're going to talk about how it means leading yourself. So one part I got to in the book was about being able to know how to prepare and how to react to things. It's called The Nine Changes, that chapter that I was reading. And this was where I got the content of this podcast for. So, yeah. While I was reading it, one thing I noticed was how the things that Sun Tzu speaks about, the things that he writes about, he writes about it in the context of how to handle soldiers if you're an army general and how the world reacts to it. And by the world, I don't mean just nature, like the ground or the weather and stuff like that. I mean like other people in general, how to make the opponents and stuff feel. Without further ado, let's just get into it. So one thing that was made pretty apparent in it was there were five things you need to control. Your impulses, your worries, your stability, your structure, and your fixation. So I'm going to try and define a bit of these. I'm going to try and talk through these, try and explain what I mean. So let's start off with impulses. When you don't control your impulses, you seem to be very impulsive. Using a word to define a word is never the best thing to do. So I'll elaborate a bit. Being impulsive means being very reactive without thinking, just immediately doing something. It makes you way too quick for thinking. You don't realize all the options you have. You don't realize the future, the impacts, anything. Just cut that all out because you want to do something fast, in a manner of speaking. So being impulsive is a pretty bad thing in general. I feel like one of the things that I've worked on more for myself is how impulsive I used to be. I would still say that, obviously, I'm still human. I still make mistakes. I still have quite a few flaws. And one of them still is being impulsive. I would still say I've clamped down on that one quite a bit. So how do you actually go about this? How do you go about controlling how impulsive you are? Well, when you're in the situation when you need to make a decision, rather than jumping in head first, just take one moment, just one moment, and try and look at the situation you're in, and try and look at a few of your options. Do a cost-benefit analysis. That means look at the advantages and disadvantages of an outcome. And look at which one would be the best for you. You have to take a bit of time when you make this decision. Being impulsive doesn't really help anything at all. It just makes things actually be worse. Actually take longer in the grand scheme of things. Because feeling negative is something that can waste quite a bit of time. (laughs) In a nutshell, yeah. So let's talk about the next one. Worries. 
okay, I'm someone who's got clinical anxiety, so I feel like I'm qualified to speak about worries. <laughs> I probably shouldn't make that joke. I'm sorry if I offended you. But what do worries do? Well, as I said before about how you're being impulsive, if you jump in head first and you don't look at your decisions, when you've got too many worries, when you're too anxious, you look at every possible outcome and you look at just the negatives of it. You become too scared, I guess. You don't choose the right option there because all you're looking at is the negatives. You're not weighing up the positives with it. You're not really doing a good analysis. You're just making every decision seem like a bad one. Now, with being impulsive, it's like a random chance of making the right decision. Let's say you've got a one out of five chance. But on the other hand, if you're worrying too much about your decisions, if you're spending too much time overthinking them, you're just as likely to have that one in five chance, just you've wasted more time. So how do you solve this? How do you deal with this? Personally, I would say is you be a bit more efficient with how you manage it. You look at your, obviously you should be really careful when you make a decision, but there is definitely a limit, I would say. It's not a black and white limit. It's not like a line or anything like that. It's a bit grey. And I'm colorblind. I know about my greys. <laughs> Might as well solve a comedy podcast at this point. <laughs> but you should be realistic to an extent. You should think about how likely something is to turn out. Use a bit of your sense of awareness and probability. That's probably your best bet. But most importantly about it is having faith. Trust the process. Trust yourself. You're good enough. You've got no reason to doubt yourself. Now the third one, this is one that I feel most people struggle with, especially people who are in tune with their emotions. So the third one is stability. And what I mean by this is emotional stability. See, you know how I said there's four sets you need to control. One of them's emotional. Now what I mean by emotional stability is when you're making decision and you're in tune with your emotions, or even if you're not in tune with your emotions, whatever you are, if you've got emotions, then everyone's got emotions. Sometimes if that's the decision that affects you emotionally, you let your emotions get in the way of making your decision. Now, let me make one thing really clear. I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that emotions should not be taken into account when you make a decision. But what I'm saying is they shouldn't override your decisions. They shouldn't dictate what you do and they shouldn't rule everything you do. They're very important to embrace. They're important not to neglect. I neglected mine for so many years, which is a really unhealthy thing I did. But in doing that, that made me very emotionally unstable. That made my emotions take heed in most of the decisions I'd make. That was what made me quite impulsive, I'd say. Now, how do you go about this? How do you go about something that's a massive part of you? Well, firstly, don't deny them. Don't try and diminish them. Accept them. Think, okay, this has happened and I'm feeling like this. Let's say this person said this to me, this person's done this to me and I'm feeling upset. I'm feeling 
angry, I'm feeling annoyed, whatever you're feeling. Accept it. Realize what you're going through. Realize what you're feeling. Once you understand that, once you understand your emotions, you're able to control quite a few things. A person who can control their emotions is basically unstoppable, I would say. If you can differentiate between what's a good decision and what's a bad decision and not let anything like anger guide them, then that's a really powerful thing you can do. So calm yourself a bit more, regulate yourself a bit more, realize what's going on and then make your decision. Fourth one, structure. So when lockdown hit us all and we all, well, most of us finished school, college, university, whatever it was, and we finished it all quite early <laughs> That for that year. We didn't have a routine. We were waking up late. We were going to sleep late. We were eating late. We weren't doing anything, basically. We had nothing to do. No, let me correct what I said. We gave ourselves nothing to do. We didn't live. We just survived. And that ruined us. That ruined a lot of us. This podcast wouldn't be here if I wasn't ruined by that. Structure is very essential. When we have too much free time, and we don't know what to do with it. Our minds go crazy and we all know that now. Every single one of us knows that for sure. And when you have too much free time and you've got deadlines, you start to think, okay, I've got more than enough time. I don't need to do this. So how do you go about this? How do you go about dealing with loads of free time? Well, you make yourself a plan. You make yourself a routine. Last week, I spoke about how the best way to create a routine for yourself is to invest in yourself, is to work on something that you enjoy. It doesn't need to be something public. It can be something private. I don't know. Maybe it could be a book that you're writing for yourself, a short story, even one page where you just write one word each day. Something as small as that, something that just gives you marginal gains. And that can help quite a bit with your structure. I'm not going to talk too much about that topic because you can just listen to last week's episode. (laughs) Yeah, that's how you do it. You create a routine for yourself, you create a plan, and that also clears out and organizes your mind quite a bit. Now the final one, fixation. And what do I mean by this? Because the other four things, the other four words were quite simple. Fixation sounds weird. Sounds weird to me, I'm not sure about you guys. So what do I mean by this? So that means when you're too rigid, when you've got a plan, you've got structure, and you've got focus, but you go about it in a really unhealthy way. And what I mean by that is, let's be honest, we're humans, we're people, we're individuals. We all have our good days and we all have our bad days. And on our bad days... We might not get enough work done. We might not do anything right in a manner of speaking. We might just waste it in a manner of speaking by doing nothing all day. And when that happens, we beat ourselves up about it. We say, why can't you do this? We start forcing ourselves. Let's say if you 
wake up two hours later on a certain day and you feel shit by yourself for the entire day. That's one of my really bad habits I was in. I was too focused on my structure. I was too focused on my timetable. I didn't I didn't plan for anything that could go wrong. Well, wrong is not the right word to use. I would say that plan for any events out of my control. As the old saying says, you can't control everything around you, but you can control how you react to it. A captain of a ship doesn't control the waves, but he controls how his ship reacts to the waves. What I mean by this is, the world's going to throw a lot of shit at you, stuff that you don't expect. What you can do about it is you can change how you react to it. You can have a day thinking, I feel like shit today. Okay, I feel like shit today. Don't tell yourself thinking, I need to feel good today to do my work. Just say, I feel like shit today. I'm going to take a day off. I'm going to work on my mental health a bit. Just relax a bit. Because I know that's going to help me better in the long run. I wouldn't call these days dips in productivity. I would just say they're really important breaks. Like, let's look at our work week. We work Monday to Friday and we have Saturday and Sunday off. So that's basically 40% of how much we work. We also get that time off. Why is that? It's because humans need a break. We're not programmed. We're not designed to just work all day. We need to take breaks. We need to look after how we are as people. So that's the fifth thing, fixation. You need to be a bit more flexible about how your plan is. Be wary that things can go wrong and don't beat yourself up if they do go wrong. We all have our issues that we fall over. All we need to do is react to them differently. Now let me just recap those five things we need to control. So our impulses, that means being too quick. How do we control that? We take some time to think. Our worries, what does that do? That means we're too slow. How do we control that? We'll be a bit more practical, we'll be a bit more realistic. Or emotional stability. That's the third thing. What's the issue with that? That lets your emotions guide all of your decisions that you make. So how do we go about that? You calm yourself. You realise what's going on. You be a bit more aware. Now your structure. Not having a plan. Having too much free time. How do we go about that? We create a routine. Listen to last week's podcast in case you missed it. And finally, fixation. Being way too rigid with how your plan is. What do we do then? We be flexible. We adapt rather than forcing the waves to change direction. So I guess that's summed up quite nicely. I would say that controlling these five things has really positively impacted my life. It's made me think more clearer. It's given me a sense of direction and a sense of hope. Because once you're in control of yourself a bit, You trust yourself. You build yourself up nicely. And because of that, you have more hope for the future. You think you're in charge. To a certain extent, you're in charge. And you know what you're doing. People always say, do not think controlling yourself, planning everything, do not think that restricts your freedom. But in reality, it does the complete opposite. It makes you feel much more free. It makes you feel much more calm. 
and much more content. It makes you love life in a way you probably didn't love it before, in a way you didn't even understand before. It does wonders. And that's my message for you today. This episode, I want to shout out my good friend, Ardent Designs, which is at A-R-D-N-T underscore D-E-S-I-G-N-S on Instagram. Amazing graphic designer. He hooked me up with a really nice format for my Instagram posts. So a massive thank you to him. Please do check him out. Amazing graphic designer. Definitely one of the best ones I've seen. And I know quite a few graphic designers. (laughs) And that's pretty much all there really is to say. I'm going to try out doing a new outro. And let's see how it feels. So, thanks, AK.